Well, there are a lot of characters in the painting, lots of characters uh, that inhabit different uh, levels of, of uh, life. So on the arboreal, kind of, in the arboreal world, the main character is that big tree that goes right up, just to the right of the middle. There are other subsidiary tree characters. And the thing about this painting is that because there are all these levels of, of life, it's difficult to know whether to start with the trees and then move on to the animals and the, and, and the inanimate stuff like buildings, or whether to pick the main characters from each realm. So, I don't know, maybe I'll move on to... Yes, we've got the main tree, anyway. If you were to uh, bisect the painting uh, vertically in half, the, the main tree is to the left of the right-hand side, and it curves, it curves towards the left and then goes back in at the top to the right, if you read trees from bottom to top, which I tend to do. Uh, okay, there are three birds. We've got three bird characters in the top left-hand corner, and they're like your classic um, kids' drawings of birds, you know, two eyebrows that meet. And there's three of those, and they form a, a, a scaling triangle, a little bit down from the top left corner. And there's lots of triangles in the painting, even though it seems to be of a a very natural scene. Uh, there's lots of triangulation and lots of acute angles. And that main tree has something like a, I'd say, like a 20 degree angle. These sub-branches that come out, they come out to the left, right on the, maybe not right on, I think I might have just made that bit up, but somewhere near the extreme of the curve of the tree. They, they come out to uh, sort of on the horizontal, then one goes up, one goes down. Now the one that's going down, they're, they're at a 20 degree angle-ish to one another, I'd guess. And the one that goes down points to our, to our human uh, main players. And there's a couple. Uh, they're not standing as if they're romantically involved, I say couple, because there's two of them. And there's a man who's standing and a woman who's sitting down. They're facing one another. And the man has a hat and he's wearing brown breeches and blue gaiters, I think. Maybe just hockey socks, I don't know. Uh, the woman is sitting down in, what's she wearing? She's got a blue skirt, a long blue skirt, and a red top and a white bonnet. And the red top looks as though, it looks as though she might be wearing a white shawl, like a lace shawl or something, but it has no distinct edge to it. It's more of a sort of insinuation of a change of fabric around the neck. Uh, and what's really odd is that she has no face. Uh, but it's kind of pink, so it's like she's sort of hot with shame or something. And this guy is, is standing, or was it her, looking down at her, but you can't see his face. But, and, and he has his right foot forward, and she, she's sitting down with her feet out, and he has a staff, and the staff comes down between them and then if you were to draw a horizontal their feet her feet would be just above his so that's that's their kind of triangulation uh, his head her head and his feet at the, at the bottom the staff sort of bisecting that triangle but anyway back to the trees okay i'll get onto the background later the tree see there's so many layers um We've got, we've got the main character. It has a, a, a silvery trunk. Now, I wouldn't hazard a guess at what sort of, to my, to my father's horror, I probably couldn't identify it. Uh, but it's silvery. I, mean, I could say birch, but I mean, I don't know. 
to the left, in the left third of the painting, there are two trees in the sort of near middle distance. And their trunks are painted more hazily than our main character. Uh, and yet the leaves are not. So that, that's a strange uh, decision on the painter's part, is to give the leaves of the trees on the left a sort of similar, uh, similar weight, if you like, in terms of detail than the tree that is much closer. And then there's a bit of shrubbery, hedgerowy stuff behind these two trees on the left uh, that is much more hazy and the, the, the leaves aren't so detailed, aren't so discernible. So that places that a bit further back, more convincingly further back than the foliage of the, of the two trees on the left. And to the right of this, uh, of this big bending tree that really is, I should say that it's bowing as if it's coming out to greet the couple. There's something very kind of friendly and uh, uh, almost jolly, I think, about the tree. It's quite pert and it's got some nice pert angles on it. But to the right of that are three more trees and a stump. So it goes live tree, stump, live tree, live tree. And the stump, the stump is kind of, it's a bit Doctor Who-y, sea monstery in that it seems to have two arms, two gnarly arms, uh, as if it's, or, or, I mean, without sort of cultural, uh, popular cultural references, maybe it's a bit, it's like some kind of gnarled somnambulist. It's about half the height, maybe shorter than the trunks of the other trees. And it's kind of heading out towards what lays beyond the couple who are sitting on this gravelly pathway. Um, and what is beyond that? I'm not sure, there's like a hint of water towards the right. There's a bit of sort of insinuation of blueiness, shiny, watery, sort of, maybe it's a water meadow, something like that. I don't know, but this, this gnarled trunk seems to be sort of heading towards that. And the other three trees are just being quite standard, upright, trees they're not trying to um, bow in the way that the central tree is is bowing they're, they're very much extras or, or subsidiary characters in in the tree drama now interestingly I've when I was looking at the painting I was reading it from left to right although oddly reading the trees from sort of as individual characters from bottom to top but the whole painting I haven't actually remembered in terms of what happens uh, top to bottom or bottom to top. So I haven't got the ratio of, of land to sky, but I think it might be something like two-fifths land to three-fifths sky, because there is a big impressive bank of clouds going on in the sky. And it, I'm not sure, maybe it's just half. Mm. Not sure, but anyway, there's a lot of cloud going on. And uh, just above the cottages, the, the the cloud is solid along the horizon and there's a little wrinkle in the paint where some dirt is collected. So there's this sky wrinkle just above the cottages which, uh, which does something with the illusory representation of the painting, like there's a sort of frown in the sky or something. In fact, throughout the whole painting there's a, an odd kind of striated quality to the paint. I don't think it's cracked, but it's more like it's, it's kind of wrinkled on the, on the horizontal. Now again, my my vertical reading of the painting isn't as clear as my horizontal, but I think the clouds actually get darker towards the top, which is counter uh, to what you would perhaps expect. Although there are big, plumpy bits of nice, thick, impasto, creamy paint towards the top left of this bank of clouds. And the clouds, uh, they, they rise across the uh, vertical expanse of the painting up to a certain point, and then just the middle goes on up to the top 
of the frame. So we've got these pockets of sky, one on top left and top right. The one on the top left is a little bigger than the one on the top right, and that's where those three birds are, uh, being all sort of high and free. Uh, meanwhile, down on the ground, we've got this, this dirt track where the couple are sitting to the edge of, I mean, the woman sitting, the guy standing. Just below the guy's, uh, oh golly, now I thought his right foot was forward. Maybe it's his left foot, I don't know, but the foot's, foot that's behind, I think. If you just, your eye travels down half an inch or something, there's a big rock on the pathway. The foot and the rock overlap slightly, so they're on, they're on the same kind of, they're on the same up and down, on the same vertical axis. Uh, well, they're overlapping on that axis. And then to the left again on the dirt path is a log and it looks like it might be hollow, one of those kind of scenically hollow logs that you might take home and do something scenic with. Um, what else have we got? We've got... I talked about the texture of the paint, didn't I? Becoming a little bit lumpy towards the top, a bit impassive in the wrinkle above the cottages and the bruise of the hills in the background. Um, I think my memory's run dry, I think. <laughs>